Welcome to Today I Choose, where we have conversations with people living intentional lives. I'm your host, Melissa Bingham. Today, I'm talking with the joy healer, Kathy Weiss, about joy, intention, and Disney. Stay tuned. Today, I'm so happy to be talking with the joy healer, Kathy Weiss. Kathy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah. So, so many amazing things we're going to get into today, but I love to start with that overarching question. What does it living intentionally mean to you? Living intentionally for me is about being able to take the time to really listen to what is in my heart and what my heart and soul are calling me to do and getting clear about that. Mm, I love that. And I'm assuming then that is what led you to your work. Your heart led you to this work of being about joy. Absolutely. It was a it was a long winding path to get me to being the joy healer, but it really came down to like every day, take a minute, check in what's going on inside, what is important to me, and can I in the moment what's important to me and what's important to me coming up down the road as well, and can I make a declaration about that because I feel like when we make a declaration, we set an intention that helps the universe and our guides and source energy get on board. I love that. And that's so true. And so tell me what joy means to you. Joy is so fascinating because a lot of people will say X, Y, or Z brings me joy. But I think when they're saying something brings them joy, they're really referring to happiness because happiness and joy have been studied and happiness tends to be the result of an external circumstance. And joy is more of an internal emotion that you bring to your life experiences. So for me, when I think about joy, I think about how am I being in the world? Can I not only see and find good, can I feel the goodness? Can I feel appreciation for life? Even when there are challenging circumstances, can I still find a place that is energetically and vibrationally in a higher place to where I can be and feel the goodness? I love that. And how, so how did, how did that come up? Because I, you know, I, I like the words together, the joy healer, because what you said about Lots of people equate what is really happiness to joy and that being more externally driven. But I love that you've kind of positioned this in that joy is something that can be healed. Is that how do you hold all that? Yeah, it gave me chills when you said that. So I don't think anybody's ever asked me the question quite that way. So it makes me really excited to talk about it. What really needs to be healed is all of the things that get in the way of us bringing that energy of joy to our lives because. It's sort of like, you know, our heart has a call or a desire. And if we start to express some of that to other people and we get like shut down for whatever reason, the thing that would ultimately help us be in a place of joy gets turned off. And so it's almost like what really needs to be healed isn't actually the joy, but all the stuff that's in the way. We have a, a saying that as, you know, I was coming up, I have a, I'm a licensed spiritual practitioner through Centers for Spiritual Living, and we always talk about the idea of there's nothing to heal, only truth to be revealed. Yes. And this idea of, you know, clearing away the layers, it is that that onion that we're peeling back to be able to, to reveal the truth, to reveal the joy, yes. to reveal all of those things. 
So when you're working, you work primarily with women, right? Yes. What kinds of things do you use? I know that in your bio you sent me, you talk about being, being a healer and an intuitive and a clairvoyant and a source energy channel. Tell, tell me about all that deliciousness. Absolutely. So I'm a highly sensitive, which only really about 20% of the population is truly highly sensitive. And what that means is that I can feel people's energy over greater distances and more intensely than your average person. So we can all feel each other's energy. We have electromagnetic fields that extend about five to eight feet away from our bodies. And everyone at a subconscious level is reacting and responding to other people's energy. Sort of like, you know how like when birds are in a flock and they fly through the sky together and they never crash because they're reading each other's electromagnetic field, their energy. So humans do the same thing. So because I'm highly sensitive, I just have a greater proclivity to tune into someone's energy. And then I can feel what's happening for them inside that electromagnetic field, what's working, what isn't working. And I deliver channeled messages and I can do energy healing to, you know, if there's like an energy block or a leak or a tear or something like that going on, I can funnel healing into that area to help clean up their, and not clean up, that's not really the right word I want to use, but to help them shift their energy to something that feels better. So that's how that part works. And then the other side of it is that I have a background in education. And so I have a 10-month program called the Joy Academy, where not only am I doing that first part, but we also have these group lessons where I'm actually teaching women about how their energy works from both a scientific and a mystical sort of way so that they can ultimately master their own energy which then requires less healing from an outside source because they're able to do it from the inside once they've learned how it works. I love that. That's, yeah. And, and it's so important, right, that we, we all do our own work. Mm-hmm. And that is we're, we're doing our own work. We're seeing just extraordinary changes in our own life, but also then in the lives of those around us and in the world. Exactly. And that part of it came about because I was just working one-on-one with women doing the energy readings and the healings and things like that. And I kept thinking to myself, if I could teach all of these women this information, it would be so powerful. And that's really where the Joy Academy came from. Because I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start teaching women this stuff that I've spent 25 years amassing. Like, I'm going to shorten the distance for them and turn that 25 years into 10 months so that they have the tools and the techniques and the practices that they can use on their own. So can clairvoyance be taught? I think intuitiveness can be taught because we all have that within us. We often just aren't listening. Clairvoyance is a specific gift that probably I guess people could learn. I kind of feel like, you know, everyone can learn to plunk out a tune on a piano, but some people are going to really become quite adept at it and other people are just going to be like, okay, because clairvoyance is the act of when I tune into someone's energy and I feel that, it translates into words and images in my mind. So clairvoyance is the images part. It's where I'm seeing the pictures that I'm translating out of their energy because the energy is electromagnetic vibration. It's a wave, like a sound wave or a light wave. And so that's how my brain interprets it. Not everybody's brain is going to interpret energy into images. So it's like we could all learn to tune into energy, but how our brain interprets it is going to be different. Right. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Because I 
I sense more than I see. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just have it. I know. So. Yeah. And we would call that clear cognizance. Right. Right. Where we just yeah. kind of know things. We can feel it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So what keeps coming to me is ask you to do like a little clairvoyant reading on me, but I don't want to put you in that. Do you, you want to try to do that? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, gonna, I was just going to do it, but I thought, no, I'm going to ask you before I do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's all good. I, you're not the first person where I've been talking to them and then they're like, Ooh, do me, do me. I'm like, okay, sure. Well, I just, a part of it I think is let's talk about this. Yeah. So how, if, if, because what I like to do with this is give people tools to use intentional life. And so, you know, like I just did something where we demonstrated EFT tapping and, and all of that. And I used my own whatever issue was going on, which my husband yeah. was like, seriously. <laughs> okay. Would you do a little clairvoyant reading on me? Yeah, absolutely. And just so you know, when I tune into someone's energy, often I just close my eyes and take a little bit of a pause so that I can hear or listen. A lot of times I think your first name along with that. I don't even need to know like what people look like or anything like that. I just need a name and like a pause. So I'm just going to take a short pause. So for you, Melissa, what I'm getting is really some images of color. The first color that I'm seeing is a light pink. And I love seeing light pink in people's energy because it has a lot to do with self-love and softness and compassion. So maybe there was something that happened recently where you had to be a little bit like tender either with yourself or with the situation. And I hear like a little sound of applause, like good job, you did that. So awesome. I'm high-fiving you for that. There is a little, yeah. Did I, did I find something? Yeah, I'm giggling because first off, I'm we can't see each other. We these are all audio calls. I'm wearing light pink today is the first of thing. Course. And yeah, as so that made me giggle right off the bat. And then secondly, that word tenderness has come up two or three times today. So I just am aware of that word coming up. Oh, is there a situation that's calling for more tenderness? I, I think it's well, absolutely yes. Okay. And it also is just there's a way of being that is tenderness that is different from compassion for me. Yes. I've been just reflecting today actually on what tenderness is and what tenderness means to me and how I show up in a tender way. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So like that part of your reading, I would almost call like affirmation Mm -hmm. because it's sort of signaling to you that I did tune into your energy and I'm picking up on what's going on in your vibrational field right now. And that can be really helpful for people sometimes when that happens. It just kind of gives a little bit of like, like an aura that they can trust. The next part, which is usually like then a message that comes up that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see. Let me see if I could find just a little bit of something. Yeah. So the words that I'm hearing are time and patience. I see like an image of almost like somebody hammering a nail. Not that you're going to be doing physical work of hammering something in, but that like it does take time for something new to get anchored. So if there's like a new way of being or a new experience or something is shifting or you're growing a new aspect of your life. It just takes like, you know, you're tapping it in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And so if any time frustration wants to arise because it isn't happening fast enough to remember that it is working its way in and you are going to get to a place where it is very anchored and solid. 
Spot on, my friend. Spot on. <laughs> and for all intents and purposes, Kathy and I don't really know each other. We we are Facebook friends and have been in a, a group, but not really participated or know each other personally at all. So I just want to set that out there. That is just spot on with, with what's happening in my life and what I know is occurring. And so dude, that's fun. I love that. Get a little affirmation all around. And I, and I do think I've, I've had lots of readings over the years and I've given readings, all of those things. And it's so important to be able to trust that person mm -hmm. because also that helps you, right, in getting correct information for that person. And when somebody's super skeptical, I, I've seen for me personally that, that they're then I sometimes have a harder time tapping in. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I really try to let people know when I am working with them that sort of comes from the same part of my mind as like meditation. So the judgment center of my brain turns off and I have no judgment about what comes through. I don't have, have an opinion on it. I don't take the information and do what you want to do with it. I certainly hope it helps you in some way, but it really just flows through me. And a lot of times I don't even remember what I said. I have to write things down if I really want to remember. Yeah, that's great. Well, that was fun. Thank you for indulging me in doing that. It just, it was one of those things I just kept hearing in my head. Ask her to do a reading for you. Yeah, <laughs> so, my pleasure. It's fun. So I know there's another huge piece of your life that brings you so much joy that I want to get into. And that is you are a certified Disney travel planner. I am. What is that? <laughs> I love that, it. That is like one of my joys. Um, what is that? Well, here's how it came about. I grew up in Southern California and have been to Disneyland hundreds of times. At some point, maybe it was around 2014, my husband and I finally went to Disney World for the first time. And for people who don't know, they are completely different animals <laughs> Yes, they as are. <laughs> how you approach them and how you enjoy them. And Disney World takes so much research and planning. And I got really into it. I was like so obsessed and I was having so much fun with that. And when COVID happened and Disneyland shut down for what we thought was only going to be eight weeks, it turned into 417 days that Disneyland was closed, which is like tragic for us Californians. We're like, what do you right. mean we can't go to Disneyland? It had only ever been closed since its opening two times for like a single day. So when it was reopening just for fun, I decided to do a tutorial for some of my friends because the newest ride over there called Rise of the Resistance was using a virtual queue. So instead of walking up to the ride and getting in line, you use their app to secure your place in line. So you could go do other things until your number came up. That ride had only been open like a few weeks before the shutdown. So not a lot of people had experienced it or knew how to use the app or whatever. And I just thought, what a fun way to celebrate the reopening. And I just, I loved teaching my friends that. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of an expert at this and it's super fun. I wonder if I can do more. And I started looking around online and sure enough, you can become a certified Disney travel agent or planner by going through something called the College of Disney Knowledge. So last summer I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it for fun. Just going to do this. And and that was it. I took I took the course and and now I plan Disney vacations for people. And it's ridiculous. I that I adore it. I just <laughs> I just had and and it makes me so happy like every time I do it, I get as excited as if I were going to go. And I just had a message in my inbox 
two days ago, it was like, oh my God, that was so much fun. You made everything so easy for us. Thank you. And then a question about like, can I help them with the next thing? And I'm like, of course. Yes. That's so great. And no joke when you say there is a huge difference between Disney World and Disneyland. I grew up going to Disney World and Epcot Center and Mm. all of the parks, right? Mm -hmm. And then when we moved to California, we're like, oh, let's take the kids to Disneyland. And I was a little disappointed. I loved it. But, you know, when you've come from Orlando to Anaheim, Mm -hmm. it's a different beast, but it's still so magical and so fun and And then you also work with the resort in Hawaii, right? Yes. So Disney has a resort called Alani in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. So I can also help people plan and book trips to Alani. I can help them with a Disney cruise. There's also something called Adventures by Disney, which are more like land-based vacation experiences with that same attention to detail that Disney is known for. That's amazing. So what's your favorite part or favorite ride or park or all of those things? Tell me what your favorites are at Disney. Mm, Okay. (laughs) I will probably always be a Disneyland person because it feels like home Mm -hmm. for me. And my absolute favorite is probably there is the Matterhorn. That ride is the first steel tube roller coaster ever designed and built. Wow. And I have memories of going on it as young as four years old. So I think there's like some nostalgia. But every time I go on it, even as an adult, I just end up cracking up. It's like such a simple roller coaster, but so fun. And one of the first experiences that was really themed, so it wasn't just a roller coaster, but it had, you know, a story and it was inside this mountain and there's a abominable snowman inside of it. You know, that classic ride is always going to be my absolute favorite, but I love everything about it. Yeah, that's that's so fun. There's so many ways to make just amazing memories. I was looking through some old pictures the other day. We got a digital frame for Christmas mm-hmm. and we had taken the kids to Disney World when I think my oldest was three or four. Mm-hmm. And just to go back and look at, you know, my my dad holding my two year old son up with Captain Hook and their sword fighting and and the girls with the princesses. And it is a magical place, Disney. And it helps just bring so much magic into people's lives. It really does. And I was just reading in Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart, about how amusement, right? These are amusement parks. Mm-hmm. How about how amusement actually refills us and gives us the reserves that we need to get through our day-to-day challenges. And I was like, yes, because I always come back reinvigorated and sort of full of life and that feeling that play brings to us because even as adults we need play it stimulates our creativity and our ability to navigate the world and i feel like there's just no better place than disney for it because they just such an attention to detail and they're really invested in giving you a completely immersive experience like oh my gosh have you been since they opened the star wars lands i have not no Holy cow. I know. I want to go. (laughs) I will hook you up, sister. I mean, it is like, it's the only place in Disney I've ever been where I wished I had a costume because it was that immersive and you wanted to be so much a part of the story. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciate is they bring you in and they make it safe for a person of any age to completely play and be in the story. 
Yeah, it's funny. So many things are popping in my head as you're saying all of that. I was on another call this morning and one of the themes was about kind of re-envisioning learning. And there was a whole conversation about how we have separated play and education and play and learning. And, you know, my kids have gone to Waldorf schools their entire schooling. And so play, particularly in that early childhood, was not ever taken out. But I think my early career was as an event planner. And what Disney brought in terms of that entire immersive experience brought into like our industry with corporate events and festivals and things and just the attention to detail, it, it just up-leveled everything in the event industry as well, because Disney is always seeming to be on the cutting edge of what's new and what's immersive and from going into the bathroom to every, you know, you walk in the door and that sensory experience, mm-hmm. it's powerful and it's enveloping. And I think, and, it, and you know, you talk about somebody that's in a, a company and, and I don't want to get into the politics of Disney, but the intentionality behind the experience the guest has is phenomenal. Yep. Hands down. Yeah. So you want to talk about intentionality, right? And then if you go on your trip with, as a matter of fact, when I work with women and I know that they're going to be going on a trip or a vacation or something like that, I always invite them before they leave, what is your intention for this vacation? Mm -hmm. Because when you go in clear about what you want, you're more likely to have a fantastic time instead of just an okay time. Yeah. Right. And so if you combine that then with a company or a destination, That's all about the intentionality of you having a magical time. It's like doubling down. Yeah. How can you not? How can you not have a great time? Absolutely. Oh, well, I can just hear the joy bubbling up and it's like effervescent in your voice when you talk about Disney and planning and your talk about work with women and just, I think the joy healer is just the perfect name for you. I love that. So before we wrap up, I have some fun questions that I always like to ask at the end of these calls, these conversations. So you game? Yes. All right. I bet you I know the answer to the first one I'm going to ask now. What is your favorite place and why? This one's going to surprise you. Okay. It's Australia. Oh, okay. And why is because it's honestly the only place on the planet I've been to that feels like home. I don't mean like Disneyland feels like home. I mean like home, like I can stay and live there. Mm, beautiful. I thought you were going to say Disney. I really did. I know. Most people do. Um, <laughs> so are you a cat person, a dog person, or some other animal or none? Yes, all of the above. I love cats and dogs for different reasons. I think cats are really great protectors and like they really soothe your energy and dogs make amazing companions. And since traveling to Australia, I really realized I'm so connected to the energy of all kinds of animals. I held a koala bear for the first time when I was there. I've done it a few times now, but being able to hold a koala, it just really like made me realize like I love animals. Animals are good. They have great energy and kind of my ultimate goal in the next however many years is to not only live in Australia, but be somehow involved in animal conservation because And we talk about energy is everything. If we can tap into the pureness of the energy of animals, it's really healing for our own hearts. Mm, So much so. I have a cat that sits with me with every Reiki session, almost every class I'm participating in. He's right on my, any kind of energy work I'm doing, he's right there. uh, Yeah, they're very, very tuned in. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite word? 
I keep pondering this and I'm like, I don't know. I might say joy, but really I've read two books recently that talk about how language gives meaning to our experiences. And that just really resonates with me. I'm so much more interested in like, what's your favorite feeling or emotion? Mm. Um, And so then it's like, pick the word that describes it. So absolutely joy, because it's one of the highest emotions and vibrational frequencies that we can experience as humans. So I think I'm going to stick with that. I think I'm going to stick with joy. With joy. Yeah. Well, and then that leads into what are you reading right now? I just finished Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I'm in between what's next, but that was a fantastic read, especially if you're interested in kind of understanding your emotions and feelings on a deeper level and having like a a wider range of words to describe your human experience. Mm, Beautiful. If you had a theme song, what would it be? Mm. (laughs) I think it depends on my mood sometimes. Um, But right now what I'm hearing is actually just a a snippet of a song from the Moana film when the, like the evil crab guy is singing and he's like, I'm so shiny. (laughs) (laughs) So like maybe right now my energy is kind of sparkly because I am like, I'm so shiny. And he's a bad guy. So I'm not saying like the whole song, but at least that part of it right now is what's calling to me. Mm, I love that. If you were a superhero, what would your name be and what power would you have? Absolutely Mrs. Incredible. I was actually Mrs. Incredible for Halloween one year and I feel like I just nailed it. I had shorter hair at the time and I went to my hairdresser and she like, I had Mrs. Incredible hair. It was amazing. She's, you know, she's super flexible. She really knows how to like extend herself and protect her loved ones and, um, and she's kind of sassy and spunky and all those good things. That's great. And then last, but most certainly not least, what is your intention for our world right now? More of the high vibes. And vibes means vibration, right? It's the energy that we're putting out. So more love, more joy, more freedom, more alignment, more awareness that those come from the inside. And then the stuff, the external circumstances arises from there. Mm, Yes, 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 please. Oh, well, this has been so fun, Kathy. So if people want to find you on social media or the web, where do they go? Thejoyhealer.com. And on most of the socials, I'm at The Joy Healer. So easy peasy. Okay. And we will put all of those links on our show notes page. Thanks so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your intuition and your joy and your love of Disney. My pleasure, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kathy. Go to our show notes page at todayichoose.me backslash podcast to get her social media links and any other links we talked about in the show. You can also find out more about what I'm up to and other podcast episodes at that same link, todayichoose.me. May your week be filled with intention. Today I Choose is brought to you by 3B Productions. Our producer and audio engineer is Sam Booty. Our graphic designer is Marsha Craig, and I'm your host, Melissa Bingham. To find us on Instagram, look for Today I Choose. Our Facebook group is Everyday Living with Intention, and you can find us on the web at todayichoose.me. Today I choose.